Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. Colin, it mm-hmm. today was the first, I don't know if it hit 80 degrees here today or not, but it was pretty close and you probably mm-hmm. had similar weather. Mm-hmm. For anybody that doesn't know, Colin does most of these shows in a robe. And luckily, there's like other clothing on, at least as far as I can tell. Like I see a, the the line of a shirt underneath. So I mean, maybe there's nothing on down below. I don't really know, but I always luckily don't have to, I, I luckily don't have to look at that from here. Um, <laughs> aren't you warm in a robe at this point in the year? No, we turned on uh, the AC. I like finally... that you just spend extra money so you can wear your robe all year round. Well, Instead that's of just, you know, not wearing the robe. I, well, I, it's, that, that is an option. Well, first of all, we actually like do well with our electric bill because we're one of like I'm one of those people who will like go to shop my rates. Like so I'll actually like get one of the lower rates. Um, but uh, I mean, it's nighttime here and Beck and I both like the like it cooler when we sleep and it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So she's in bed. So we have the AC kicking. So, yeah, it's comfy. It's comfy with the robe. So I, I'm debating two courses of action here, Colin. Okay. But it, this is this is a call to our listeners. Uh-oh. I'm debating. Uh, so I, we want rates and reviews for the shows because it continues to bump us up the whatever yeah. like the algorithm right. is that are on all these different podcast platforms. They're good mm-hmm. for us. Quite frankly, they're just good for college football content you know on this show before we've said go like go like and and comment and review our show go review your uh, any other shows that you really really like like just bumping all of them up helps all of us um i'm debating whether we should we should do some sort of a thing with your you in your robe if if we hit like a certain amount or Uh, or if we get you like a campus a nice campus to canton one you swear you won't wear a kimono but maybe we'll get you like a nice summer robe yeah, no, I would I would wear a summer robe, like a silk one, but like not a not a kimono. Like it's got to be like f- not floor length, but it's got to like go down. Why, why not knees. a kimono? I don't want one that's like at my mid thighs. I don't know. It just feels a little weird to me. Like I'm not I also don't wear like like if I go to like, you know, a sauna or whatever, like I'm not one of those people who will take that robe. Yeah, you just there. go naked. Yeah, straight up. No, I'll wrap a towel around myself i don't like the robe. i don't like the the robe hitting like mid thigh like i feel exposed like i don't even really like my shorts like going like mid thigh like yeah you you still have a very like 2008 approach Mm -hmm. to wearing shorts yes yes, you you and your brother both do it's actually Mm -hmm. very very funny because i wear like i'm tall for anybody that doesn't know i'm like six two six three i'm a pretty tall guy and i usually wear them like lower mid thigh and yeah, your your shorts are always just way too long. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 for whatever reason, I just like my shorts like down to my knee or or even past my knee. And it's pretty, it's pretty liberating. You played soccer. What length shorts did you wear when you played soccer? Slightly above the knee. Okay. <laughs> it was maybe like an inch or two above my knee when I played. You're you're the kid that I would have looked at on the team, like, okay, we don't have to worry about. It. You just let him dribble; he's fine. <laughs> We're down to his knees. I, mean, I, th- and I think I think me stepping like off do. the bus. Most people said, "Let that kid dribble." That was not my go- specialty. 
we're gonna let him have it that that, that works that works yeah it, yeah that uh, was not my specialty yeah but i <laughs> yeah becca hates she has had to force me to buy shorts that are like a little more in style it's it's the more adult version you're you're 27 28 now wow thank you no i'm 29 it's 29. 29. I always think you're two years younger than me. You're only one year younger. Know? Yeah. You and your brother are like almost Irish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, we're 15 months apart. Is that is that it? Okay. All right. Like yeah. 15 and a half. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very close in age. We a lot of people thought we were twins growing up because I'm I sure was a little Evan bit, hated that. He did, yeah. Um, I was a little bit bigger for my size growing up. Um, and then I just stopped growing, uh, and he was a little shorter and he is now taller than I am. But yeah, we were got, basically the same size the entire time growing up. You, you got to stop just like giving me layups here, man. <laughs> I, I was bigger for my size, for my age. Yeah, we know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get into the actual part of the show here before we get chastised by, uh, other people on the, uh, campus to Canton feed. <laughs> The outreach on Twitter this week from all of you guys that was incredible about our lack of uh, back and forth banter, non-football related at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. So thank you. You can send all hate mail on the topic to, I don't know. Uh, he puts his phone number out there. We should just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. With you can back. find it on Twitter if you want. Oh, but yes. He is at, at sharp uh, or sharp review, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. At sharp review on Twitter direct all hate an e. yeah. yes all hate towards him yep. uh but all right we'll get into the show here we have some news a little bit of news and then we're going to talk about some buys and sells ahead of the draft two players were each buying or situations and two players were each selling but before we get into that, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods. You can follow all of them on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. And if you're looking for additional NFL or CFF content, Fantasy Points is a great resource, so definitely head over there and check them out. Uh, moving into the news here, first up is the big one that dropped today. Uh, Stan Snyder agrees to sell the commanders, the Washington commanders to Josh Harris, the co-owner of the devils and Sixers for $6.05 billion. Uh, I think I, I know some, so I'm, I live in the Pennsylvania, South central Pennsylvania. So we're not that far from DC. So I do have some friends who used to be commanders fans who completely disavowed the team until Dan Snyder sold it. Uh, so now they're, uh, I, I'll have to check in with them, see if they're going to be Washington fans here. But is the future looking up for Washington now that the Snyders have sold the franchise? Probably not because the, st- the team's still not very good. But I think long term, the, the if you build up the rest of the stuff around the team, you'll eventually get lucky a little bit. I mean, the. The, the field has been one of the ones that guys get injured on the most because it's a, a piece of garbage overall. Like the, the turf isn't good. The stadium has the name a ton is terrible. Of, the, the stadium has a ton of places in the stadium where you can't see the field from where you're sitting. 
the, the sight lines because of like the columns and stuff they've built, which is just shouldn't happen. And you know, they, it was built in the two thousands, so um, like it, there, there's just all sorts of issues with Dan Snyder. Um, so you got to think they'll fix those kinds of things. I, I think the team's probably not really that close. They don't have a quarterback, right? Um, well, maybe Sam Howell. I don't know. Pr- maybe, probably not. Let, let's let's be a little realistic here. What are, what are the exciting pieces they really have on that roster? Like, there, there's not a ton. I don't think they're a bad team, but that almost might be worse yeah. right now. Stuck in purgatory right in the middle. I mean, they have a good receiver core. I like the trio of McLaurin, Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. I like Antonio Gibson if they would ever actually use him, like, in a creative way. And then they have Chase Young on defense, too. But he's been like perpetually hurt. He hasn't really true. done. He hasn't lived up to what they expected him to be. Yeah, I think true. in the long term, just getting the stink of Dan Snyder off the, the, the franchise is great. And I still think. I still think there's a chance that he there's some sort of fallout from the cooking the book stuff. Um, I really wouldn't be shocked if we hear yeah. more news on that over the next couple of years. Because uh, if there's one thing the NFL owners won't tolerate, it's messing with their money yeah that that's messing with their <laughs> money um so i i think he's i i do think eventually he'll something will happen with that and he'll be back in the news but i think it's a good day for the nfl he's he's never viewed that as a real project that he wanted to to run at a high level so mm-hmm. uh shout out to washington fans i i grew up even south or central PA yes. than you did so uh, there were a smattering of, at the time, Redskins fans in uh, school and, and stuff when I was growing up. So they've been a doormat for long enough. Uh, I probably will never still root for them, but uh, I'm happy. Oh, yeah, my stepdad's a, a Commanders fan. I guess I'm happy oh. for, or not my stepdad, my stepdad in law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm happy for him, I guess. He's a nice guy. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, so. You said this wasn't ever anything that he wanted to do at like a kind of a high level here. Would you ever want to own a sports team? You know, if oh, campus uh, can't never gets big. Hell yeah. Hell Same. yeah. Me and so I would I would go to buy a team with Mark Cuban. Yeah. Cube, Cubes and I would go in, we'd buy a team together. <laughs> I would hang out with him all the time. And uh yeah, we toss some cash around. We'd make that thing. We'd make that thing uh, into a monster. What would you would you want to own it? I don't. Pretty much any sport. Yeah. At this point, they're all like the investment, the value of uh, what he bought it for eight hundred million, and now it sold for six Six billion. billion. And I know you know there's inflation and other costs and things. So he, I saw that it's actually more like a two billion dollar game. Like, oh Oh, no, two billion. (laughs) So, but I mean, they're all you basically buy any franchise at this point, unless you, you. blow up the stadium salt the earth and shoot all the players in the head like the value <laughs> is going to grow oh my gosh like, unless you're a terrorist like yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's the value is going to go up so yeah. uh i i think i i would definitely want to own a franchise i mean i'm who would say no to that you yeah. would want to own a franchise absolutely right? absolutely that was uh my dad and i um, when we were, when I was in like high school, like, um, that was one of the things we always said, if we hit, if we won the lottery, uh, we would, he, he's a big hockey fan. Um, and he, you, he was a fan of the 
trying to remember what they they were the golden seals i think the california golden seals but he wanted to he's an old school he's an old school hockey fan um but yeah he wanted to uh put a team in seattle Uh, now obviously they have one but that was what we were going to do put a hockey team in seattle what year was your dad born 61 62 they were they were only a team for nine years he loves that like retro obscure stuff 67 to 76 they are based in oakland yeah they were one of six (laughs) teams added to the nhl as part of the 1967 expansion (laughs) yeah he was a big fan of that stuff i don't know they were the least say, successful team of the group added, never earning a winning record and only making the playoffs twice in nine <laughs> seasons of play. Off the ice, they were plagued by low attendance. They relocated in 76 to become the Cleveland Barons, who would oh. cease operations two years later. They are the only franchise from the 67 expansion to never reach the Stanley Cup Finals. There you go. This Good is all off of Wikipedia.com. <laughs> little our Wikipedia.org, a little known website. Uh, interesting. I am not gonna lie. My dad's my dad's a huge hockey fan. He grew up playing hockey, um, but he's from Pittsburgh. I mean, I I grew up a yeah. huge Penguins fan. I I've literally never heard of the 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 California Seals. So this is Golden Seals. So this is <laughs> they say you learn something new every day, and it was ten oh five p.m. and I was starting to get a little worried, but <laughs> finally learned it. So thank you, Colin, for this little nugget of information. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Listen. There's a there's a trivia question for you. Who was the only team from the 67 expansion to never make the uh, the Stanley Cup? They renamed themselves like 50 times while they were in <laughs> California. So you knew that was probably a losing proposition right off the bat. San Francisco Seals, California Seals, Oakland Seals, Bay Area Seals, California Golden Seals. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> never All got right. their footing. Well, well, like I said, when, when Campus the Canton makes it big, we'll, uh, we'll buy a team. Um, but moving Gold into the rest scenes. of moving into the rest of the news here, o- o- Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Ravens, one-year deal worth up to eighteen million dollars. Do you think he has anything left in the tank, or is he kind of toast? I don't know. It's a really good question. Um, thank you. He wasn't that. Uh, people cite the the low-ish uh, receiving numbers when he was in, in L.A. there with the Rams. I don't know that all of that was necessarily his fault. I mean, I don't expect 1,500 yards, but I think he can be okay for them. I don't think he's completely washed yet, and I don't really have anything to base that off of since we haven't seen that from him since then, but he's still... I don't know, young-ish. He's not old. We'll put it that way. He's not young, but he's not old. Old thirty. I think he. I think he's right around thirty. Yeah, and he's still fairly athletic. I. I don't. I mean, I. I think he'll be okay. I'll be interested. I'm just really interested to see what that offense looks like because we don't know if Lamar is going to be there. If he's not, what's the quarterback situation look like? But they don't. At worst, he's probably their wide receiver or receiver three, right? After yeah. Andrews and and um, uh, Bateman, maybe like I don't, I don't think he'd be any lower than that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. 
Uh, I think that he is their second receiver, like second in the wide receiver room there. I mean, Devin Duvernay had, you know, some flashes there, but I think that's all real he'll really ever be is a, you know, flashy big play guy who's just super inconsistent. I don't think he'll ever earn a consistent role, um, like an every down type of a role. So, yeah, I mean, I think Odell Beckham slots in pretty nicely with uh, with that offense. But like you said, it, the big question mark is Lamar, what they're doing at the quarterback position. And until we know that, it's hard to know what his fantasy value is. But, you know, maybe somebody dropped him when he was out of the league. Maybe he's available on the waiver wire. You go pick him up. I mean, I if he is, I don't know how many better players you're going to find on the waiver wire in your standard dynasty league. So I would probably use a good chunk of my fob on him. Over under 800 yards receiving in 2023 for Odell Beckham Jr. Colin. I think that's a good line. If, if Lamar Jackson is still there, I'm going to take the under. So I'm going to operate under the assumption that Lamar is going to still be there. I'm going to take the under now, but I don't feel super confident in that. I will also take the under. Um, just because I, you know, generally I take unders, and I felt like that was a pretty decent line. Um, it was but, a good line. Yeah. I mean, Lamar hasn't been able to stay healthy for a full season, even if he's there, and neither has Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I would say just under it. But at seventeen games, I mean, that's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not crazy stats. I, I think right. I, I do think eight hundred is a good line. Yeah, I, I just kind of pulled that out of my butt as we were sitting here talking. But I do think that's reasonable for him yeah that'd be a good year i mean if they got 800 yards out of him i know they're paying him a decent amount of money but the decent amount of money is to entice lamar jackson to stay i think we all know that at this point and you know some of it's still performance based or incentive based or however you want to call it so i think if they got that amount out of him and it kept lamar there they'd be pretty happy with it yeah yeah i would agree with that i think the goal is you know get Lamar, make it a little bit more attractive to Lamar because the Ravens don't still don't want to give him up. You know, they still want to try and work something out. He's their franchise quarterback. So, and then, yeah, like you said, it's, it's performance based. A lot of that. So if he hits those numbers, that means he did well and it was a good signing. Uh, if he doesn't, then I didn't see what the base salary was going to be, but I don't imagine it was insane or anything. It's like 13, five. Okay. That's, it's actually that's really pretty high, high, but yeah, and I think you can get up to 18.5 or something like that. Um, I saw 18 flat. Okay. I so, I mean, yeah, it, it it can get expensive. But I think if he hits, and I didn't see what the, the incentives are, but I would assume if he hits them, they'd be happy to pay 18.5 again if it keeps Lamar there. I think yeah. that's, that's really the goal at this point. I don't know what else they were going to go get to keep yeah. him there. I don't think there were a lot of other options for them. No, no, I would agree with that. Uh, next bit of news here, Joe Mixon has been recharged with that misdemeanor um, aggravated menacing, I believe was what the, the way it was phrased. Uh, so he was charged, the charges were dropped, and now he's being charged again. I'm not a lawyer. I don't really know how all of that works, but I don't imagine it's a good thing if they bring the charges again. Uh, what is your thought? What are your thoughts on his future with the Bengals? and then potentially beyond um I, if you, i'm not asking yeah, you to if speculate you would, legally if you had sent me this more than 20 minutes before the show was about to kick off 
I probably would have tried to do some nice sort subtle of jab, deep dive. What? No, no, Colin, we're just <laughs> friends here talking. I, I would have had more of an idea. So I haven't really read the statute or anything. I think I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt for a while because his really, it really his only infraction before this was. <laughs> Yes. As I say this, he punched, which you never do, a woman in the face. Yes, but by literally every single account, she called him the N word. So while yeah. I'm not giving him a pass, it's better than just walking up to somebody and punching them in the face. Right. He doesn't and get I don't a pass, know, but she doesn't either. And I don't know that overall. If somebody punched somebody in the face for calling them the N-word, I would say that person is a bad person. They might have made a bad decision and maybe they're a bit of a hothead. I'm not sure that that's just a blanket direction I would have gone. Colin is sitting here looking terrified. That's usually your job. So I was giving him the benefit of the doubt for a while, and he really did keep his nose clean for a while here in the NFL. I mean, he's made it to a second contract just for, for a running back. But between this and the pulling the gun on the kids in his yard, which seemed unreasonably yeah. aggressive, which is now becoming a theme, uh, I'm not sure that he's a good dude. Yeah. That being said, I think the people... Uh, claiming that his downfall is here are probably exaggerating a little bit. I think he still has plenty in the tank. I think he has a lot more in the tank than a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, who Bengals fans seem to want to cut mix in and bring in Zeke. I think he's got a lot more in the tank than a guy like Zeke does. So I think as long as he doesn't get a, like go to jail, I think he plays in the NFL next year. And I would be fine if the Bengals cut him and he went elsewhere because the Bengals haven't had no idea how to use him for years. The guy yeah. is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL, and they've never used him that way. They would rather bring in Samaj P. Ryan, who is a very average receiving back. It's just been maddening. So honestly, the icing on the cake would be for the Bengals to cut him, for him to go somewhere else, and to, for him to be amazing, which it would not <laughs> shock me if that happened for two years-ish. And for anybody who might need some extra context, Austin is a Steelers fan, so he wishes ill on the Bengals. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I I really do not like the Ravens. I grew up in that in the thick of that area. Uh, their fans were not kind growing up. Um, but Bengals, the Bengals have some of the worst fans in the NFL, uh, just point blank. I've been to a lot of Steelers-Bengals games here in Pittsburgh. And I know it's anecdotal, but I've I've never I've been to tons of Browns games, tons of Ravens games. The Bengals fans have always picked so many more fights and been so rude compared to pretty much any other fan base that I've seen in Pittsburgh Stadium to a just ridiculous level. Um, so anything bad that could ever happen to that franchise is more <laughs> than fine with me. Um, the little brothers of the AFC North, and they always will be. Always, always will be. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, before we upset any other fan bases here, we'll move on uh, to the list of draft invitees that was released today. 
Uh, there is, as of right now, 17 confirmed attendees. Jordan Addison, Will Anderson, Brian Branch, Jalen Carter, Zay Flowers, Christian Gonzalez, Paris Johnson Jr., Will Levis, Joey Porter Jr., Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, JSN, CJ Stroud, Keon White, Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, and Bryce Young. Anybody on this list surprise you at all? I'm surprised that Keon White got an invite. I know that some people have been really high on him. I, I, I've i seen a little bit of him. I, I don't really watch defense anymore. I used to watch a lot of like edge guys and stuff. I don't think Keon White's very good. I'd be really, I would not be surprised at all if he's very, very bad in the NFL. Uh, he's old and I just don't see a lot of translatable NFL stuff. The other guy that I actually think is going to be a bust this year, and this could totally blow up in my face. And again, it's another defensive guy. I know this is a, a fantasy, you know, regular podcast. I don't think Tyree Wilson's a great player. I'm I the fact that he's top five, top ten mocked. It worries me that the I don't think I don't think him. he's that good. Like I, I wouldn't take him maybe late first round would be the earliest I'd go. I don't see he's got a great motor, like crazy motor. But if that's the best thing that I have to say about a guy coming out of college, that's not really a good thing. I don't see a ton of bend. I don't see a ton of power. I think he can do a little bit of everything at an okay level, and he's going to work really, really hard. But I don't see a guy that's a difference maker at at edge. I, I'm just I'm blown away that people think Tyree Wilson's a top five, top ten player in this draft. It just I, and I could like I said I could look very, very stupid about that. I just don't get it at all. I also don't think I. I also don't think Zay Flowers is going to go in the first round, so I think he's going to be sitting there, and the camera's going to keep flashing to him, and he'll be this year's guy that everybody makes fun of. Yeah, Zay Flowers. It surprised me a little bit that he was invited. Over, uh, well, I mean, we don't know. I haven't seen if Quentin Johnston was invited and just turned it down, or what. It surprises me that Flowers is going and Johnston is not. I know Flowers has gotten a lot of hype lately, and I do think he's a good player. But I think it, the hype has gotten a little out of control. I don't see Antonio Brown when I watch him. A few players are Antonio Brown. So, like, that's not, again, not a knock on Flowers. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know that he's going to go in the first. Keon White, another guy I'm not sure if he's going to go in the first. And then the last guy that I was kind of surprised was invited was Jalen Carter. Now, not because he's not talented, but just given all of the news around him, it kind of surprised me that they invited him. I mean, he is probably still going to be a top five, 10 pick. I would assume if he's not a top, you know, three pick, you know, I, I mean, I could still see him going very highly. I still think he's an extremely talented player. I'm just a little surprised that he was invited. Like I said, given the news going around that, you know, I feel like they could have just, not invited him and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been thought of too much um yeah i don't know that i have a lot to add about jalen carter i, th I still think he'll go early but i do think like you like you said I'll, I'll i'll concur i think there's a better chance than people realize that he falls and i think his hubris refusing to meet with teams outside the top 10 yeah is could end up biting him in the butt. And I think this these will be good lessons for him if that were to happen. Because I think he's a guy that needs to be probably humbled just a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, everybody else on this list, I think, is a guy who's going to go in the first round. I mean, we have all four of the major quarterbacks on there. Richardson, Levis, uh, Stroud, and Young. You know, Bijan Robinson's on there as a running back, but I do think he's going to go in the first round. Uh, there's, you know, there's been some smoke that the Cowboys might be interested. That wouldn't surprise me that much. So I think there's a couple other teams that would be interested in him in the first round. Uh, and then there's some some good defensive players on there, like Christian Gonzalez has been getting a lot of hype too. Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr. So I think everybody on here is is most of these people players on here are going to go in the first. JSN, Keon White, probably the two biggest question marks, I think. Um, is there anybody that's not invited that surprises you? Uh, At least offensively. Not really. I Because I, you don't know who was actually invited and who turned it down. Was. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I have any surprises. Um, I'm trying to pull up the list here again real quick just to double check and see. I, I guess I'm a little surprised that there's usually one or two quarterbacks that don't go. For whatever reason, well, yeah, what Matt Corral was invited last year, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, Will Willis was there. Willis, right? Uh, I don't remember if Corral was there or not, but like Joe Burrow didn't go. Yeah, uh, wait, Joe, was Joe Burrow the COVID year? Yeah, I think. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Because 2019 uh, was that like record-breaking yeah. season yeah. for them. So yeah. that that one makes uh, a little more sense. Um, but uh, Bryce Young isn't on here, right? No, he is. Is he? He's always last. the last name on the list. Yeah. So okay. It's alphabetical. So, so all the quarterbacks will be there then. Yeah. The most part. The ones that we expect to go to. Yeah. Yep. No Hendon Hooker though. He's been getting some buzz recently. That's true. He has. All right. Uh well, we'll head into the uh the meat of the show here. Buys and sells ahead of the draft. So we'll kick it over to you to start with your buys. Who is somebody that you are buying? ahead of the NFL draft here. Yeah, I think the Browns offense is one that I'm paying attention to and I think is cheap. And I think generally the the dynasty market is fairly at this point, like up to date on these things. So I, I just don't really understand what the disconnect is where where Deshaun Watson and Mari Cooper and Elijah Moore are all probably too cheap. And I know it assumes that for this offense to be good, you have to assume that 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 Deshaun Watson kind of bounces back a little bit. But I think it's more likely than not that he does. He had like one or two really bad games last year, and then the rest were just fine for a guy that hadn't played football essentially in two years. I don't know that it was unexpected, and and the Browns weren't necessarily throwing it a ton with him anyway. The 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 next to last game of the season, he threw it, I believe, eighteen times. Like they weren't. Yeah. And they won the game. Like they weren't they weren't passing the ball a ton, but I do think they'll open it up a little more with him. Like, yes, I get that Sean Watson is gross because he's a rapist, but him throwing to Amari Cooper, who I believe Keep Trade Cut, for instance, has him as like the wide receiver 35, and Cooper is 27 years old, I think. He's still got quite a few years. I'm not as high on Elijah Moore as some people are, but I think I, I think every there's room in this offense for plenty of guys. To still yeah. catch passes and Joku's probably too cheap. I, I think all of the the pass catching catching options here should be bought at what their current price is. CJ Stroud on keep on keep trade cut is is ranked higher than Deshaun Watson. Like you're praying that CJ Stroud turns into Deshaun Watson from a football on the field. Point. Yes. 
from a football standpoint. So <laughs> I, I don't really get why that is the way it is right now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think Watson and Cooper are too low. You know, Cooper had a good year last year and he only had like half a year of Deshaun Watson. So, yeah. And then Elijah Moore, I was never the biggest Elijah Moore fan. Like I liked him, but I thought the hype had jumped the shark a little bit. I think it's corrected. Maybe it's gone maybe a little bit too far in the other direction now. He doesn't stand out as a screaming buy to me, though. But yeah, uh, Amari Cooper at, at wide receiver 35 on keep trade cut, I think, is is absolutely a buy. Uh, my first buy here, though, is Rashad Penny, running back now of the Eagles. He is keep trade cuts running back 42. And I don't let me just start off by saying I don't use keep trade cut for like the rankings purposes, but I do think it's a good sort. It's a good feel for the market and how the public is generally valuing these guys, which I think is is definitely valuable. So, you know. Keep trade cut RB 42 for Penny. He's my RB 27. So I'm not, you know, out here predicting he's going to absolutely crush and he's going to have a phenomenal year. But I think like back end RB two is very much in the, in the realm of uh range of outcomes for him. I mean, Miles Sanders last year had just under 1300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Uh, you know, he, was less involved in the receiving game last year than he had been previously. But, you know, there is there is room for a RB2 in this offense here. Now, Jalen Hurts does zap, sap some of the rushing upside of a running back in that offense, but there is nobody else on this roster. I mean, Boston Scott, whenever they play the New York Giants, sure. You know, Kenny Gainwell will have a some sort of a small role. Sure, but I also don't think that Howie Roseman is the type who is going to invest a first round draft pick in Bijan Robinson. I don't think he's the type who is going to invest highly in some of these running backs. Now, maybe he takes somebody in the second round and you know, that that wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility, but I think they have other needs that aren't a hundred percent a need right now, but will be in a year you know, or two years. So he's the type of guy who's pretty forward thinking. So I think he's going to use the higher draft picks other places besides running back. So I don't see them drafting somebody who's going to be a significant hindrance to Rashad Penny. So I think RB 42 is, is way too low. I think he could have a really nice year next year. If he can stay healthy, that's always been his biggest caveat. Yeah, that's the big one. And that's why I, I have J.K. Dobbins as my other buy here, too. And it's kind of a similar thing, but it's really just the one injury. Right. It is scary because of how gimpy he clearly was last year. Like, he was not right at all. But I think either way, either Lamar comes back and he's kind of the the back that gets the first shot at the touches. And if Lamar isn't back and they need to supplement his rushing upside with the backfield, then I think there's a real chance that Dobbins still gets a, uh, some good work. I think there's a out, out of all the running backs in the league, you're looking at fantasy purposes and you're saying, does this guy have RB1 upside? For fantasy purposes, I think Dobbins is probably one of the guys that's cheapest that has like a realistic shot at it. We're not talking, you know, four guys get hurt and, 
and this team has a historic rush rate. Like I, I really think that he more than anybody has that kind of upside and he still didn't look that bad last year. Like he still was running with great pad level, good power was picking up some of that short yardage stuff. He just didn't look great in the open field. So I'm thinking, or I'm hoping another year, another off season where he's healthy and he doesn't need surgery and he can kind of work his way back in that, that he'll be good to go. Yeah. I, I'm still a believer in Dobbins as well. I think that, uh, there's definitely some risk given how gimpy he looked there towards the end of the year, like you were saying, but I'm still a believer in him overall. It is just that one injury. And I know we, not everybody bounces back from an ACL injury the same way, but it also isn't like an Achilles injury. It isn't, you know, people can definitely, we've definitely seen running backs bounce back from that. So I think he's going to bounce back this year the rest of the guys in that backfield are very meh and i don't think getting another running back is going to move the needle at all for keeping lamar so i don't think that that's going to be a priority for them uh, maybe they take one as depth but that's really about it so i think he's pretty locked into that role as well uh, my last buy here is marquise brown um you know and Obviously, this kind of hinges on DeAndre Hopkins getting moved, which it does sound like he is going to be traded uh, at some point in time, or he will. It doesn't sound like he will be a member of the uh, Cardinals for this upcoming season, which is going to leave Marquise Brown as the wide receiver one there for that team. You know, they don't have a whole lot else there. I like uh, Rondell Moore, but Rondell Moore is still more of a gadgety guy where. You can do a lot of different things with him. You can, you know, also play him in the slot. So I think Rondale Moore is an interesting pickup right now as well. But Hollywood Brown had 107 targets last year. He led the team in targets. Now Hopkins only played nine games. Brown only played 12. He missed a couple games in the middle of the season, but he led the team in catches too last year. You know, he had a really nice year. And in the games where, you know, Hopkins didn't play. You know, he saw double-digit targets in four of those games. But even towards the end of the year, you know, he was still seeing, you know, eight, nine targets a game. So I think he's still going to be very heavily involved. Uh, I think he's going to be a wide receiver, too, for this upcoming season for fantasy purposes. But I, I feel comfortable slotting him into that wide receiver, two range. And he's going in as the keep trade cut wide receiver 32 right now. He's my wide receiver 23. So I think Marquise Brown is a buy. I could see the Cardinals adding somebody in the draft, but I don't, there's not a, I don't think they're going to take a player high enough that it's going to dramatically impact Brown. And I think a lot of like the mid round wide receivers are just fine ancillary pieces. I think he's still going to be the number one. I in probably early October this past year traded Boutte and Kion Grays essentially for Hollywood Brown. That looks really smart right now. Yeah. Um, Hollywood went down like two weeks later and I was a contender. So that really hurt, but I, uh, I, I was really happy with the move at the time. I'm even more so now. And I do think he bounces back regardless, whether it's Kyler or they get rid of Kyler and they, they trade up and they get somebody else or whatever they, they end up doing. I think, I still like Hollywood long-term. 
Yeah. And I, I know nothing about their offensive coordinator hire either um, this year. He was like a it's Drew Petzing, I think is how you pronounce that. He was like a, a quarterback. He was a quarterback coach for Cleveland last year. He was like a positional coach for Cleveland and Minnesota for a couple of years. So I know absolutely nothing about this guy. So I'll be really interested to see how that offense. Uh, I don't think that's a real name. It is. I, I promise. Um, I see. So yeah. So I, I don't know what that offense is necessarily going to look like, but uh, I think as long as Kyler is at the helm, I think that offense is going to be solid, you know, and then if they take one of these other top guys, you know, if they take CJ Stroud, they take Bryce young, you know, I like both of those guys too. So I think he can still produce either way. I'll be a little bit concerned if they take a guy who's a little bit more of a project in, um, you know, and Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis, that would concern me a little bit just for this upcoming year. But yeah, I think either way, Brown's a good buy. Yeah, so, I, 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 I think in, he's just so cheap. I think in almost any context, I'm happy to acquire him. I mean, yeah. I guess not if my team's like an absolute dumpster fire, but anything beyond that, I think he's pretty. Well, protective. he's he's not old either. I mean, he's what like I think he's like 23. No, 22. No, he's like 26. Oh, yeah, he is. He Yeah, he was. This is his second contract. We're so bad at guessing players' ages on him. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's been in the league that long. Really? He played yeah. on his entire first contract, essentially, with the Ravens. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe like 25, 26. Either uh, way, not old. You just looked not it old. up. How old is he? I did not actually look. Oh, that I thought you were up. sitting there typing. I thought you you had looked it up. No, no, but you know, thanks for uh, for that one. He twenty five. He'll be twenty six. Yes, in the less than two months. Yes, he was born in nineteen ninety seven. So June fourth. Happy early birthday! So everyone send uh, him a cake and a card. <laughs> Moving into the cells, who is somebody you are looking to sell before the NFL draft? Yeah, I'm selling Jordan Love to anybody yeah. that will give me a reasonable price for him. I know some leagues, it's just never going to happen. But there are places out there that are telling you to buy Jordan Love. And look, if my eval is just totally off on him, and it's not even my eval. If my eval and what we've generally, for the most part, seen from him in the NFL and what we've heard from all the people around the organization, like writers and, and, and media, if all of that ends up being wrong and he ends up being good, then that's one that I will gladly take the L on. But he's been bad pretty much all the time. He had one appearance last year where he was okay, and that's it. And what have we said about Aaron Rodgers for the past couple of years? Like, I don't know how he keeps doing it with this crowd of just bums at wide receiver. Well, their leading receiver last year was Alan Lazard, I think. I'm assuming. I think so. I think he was. I was going to say Watson came on a little bit late, but I I don't think he surpassed him. Lazard is gone. If if Rodgers is not the starter there and it's love, then like you're expecting a guy who has never been good to play with not a great supporting cast. I don't know that that's necessarily, I don't don't think they're going to ask him to pass it a ton. They're going to try to run it. And they, they tried to do that for stretches last year and were fairly ineffective doing it. So I don't know 
I don't know what people are doing buying Jordan Love, but if I could sell him for an early second in like a regular dynasty league, and I'm trying to think of like types of players that I would I would I would sell him for in a a C2C league. I mean, obviously if you can get I would sell him for a second an early second round supplemental pick for this year too. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I agree with that. Honestly, I might even go a little bit lower because I, I agree. I don't think that he's going to be anything. I think Green Bay may end up being one of the worst teams in the league this year. I could see them ending up with the top five, top 10 pick. So it wouldn't surprise me if he just craps the bed and then they just are like, all right, we're going to move on. We're going to get another guy. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that much. So I would pretty much take anything I can get. For Jordan Love, even if I'm, you know, if I if I'm looking at my C2C team and I think my college side is probably going to be a contender this year, I would be willing to move him for a one year CFF rental piece. Wow, yeah. that's a little strong. Like, well, like what's a, the rental piece? Like a Frank Harris. I probably would trade for... Jordan Love for Frank Harris. So here's here's my problem with making a trade like that. If we if, you know, I said, you know, if me and all the media and just our eyeballs from watching him <laughs> in the NFL are all wrong and ends up being good, like so be it. If that happens, like Frank Harris has no more football after this year. Mm-hmm. We just know that for sure. Right. So if on the chance that all of those things are wrong and Jordan Love does end up being a productive NFL player, like the worst case scenario for Frank Harris is there's one year or well, the first case scenario is that he gets hit by a car tomorrow. But right, right. realistically, let's, like let's he, remove that from the he has one year of football left. If love mm-hmm. ends up being okay, we might get four or five years of him as an NFL quarterback. So I would not do that Frank Harris deal. But if I could kick, the, if I could just trade him for like the top 16 pick in supplemental drafts this year, get one of those guys in the early second, like a Carnell Tate or, a Ruben Owens or I don't know that that range of player I would be fine with that but Frank like trading for a guy like Frank Harris is a little because we know there's no more football there like if you're a Bo Nix truther maybe you think Bo Nix plays in the NFL if you're a Michael Penix truther maybe you think Michael Penix plays in the NFL I'm not sure that either of them play play but Frank Harris I think we know just doesn't play in the NFL I don't disagree with that at all I so just why are you bot- trading for Frank Harris because Frank Harris is going to have one really good year this year of CFF production, and I think Jordan Love is just going to crap the bed, and his value is going to completely tank, and the bottom's going to fall out. And he's a guy that you're going to cut in a year or two. So if I'm a contender on the college side, and I need a quarterback, yeah, I, I think I would move him for Frank Harris. But uh, my sell is Jamison Williams. And I don't think Jamison Williams is a bad player. I think he is a good player. Um, we didn't see it last year, obviously, because he was hurt, you know, so that's fine. That's not a problem. Uh, my thing with Jamison Williams is one, he's keep trade cuts wide receiver 18 right now, mm, that's which rich. is rich. Uh, he's my wide receiver 37. So he's just outside my a wide receiver three range for me, which is, you know, most leagues have more than one flex as a starter so he that's like starting caliber range you know back end but still starting caliber range so i'm not that low on him but i think he is going to be a better real life player than fantasy player 
and it could be okay for fantasy purposes. But Amon Ross St. Brown is the top option in that offense. And they want, they seem to really want to run the ball. They just gave Montgomery a good amount of money. They still have DeAndre Swift there. Um, and I think they will take another pass catching option. I think it's going to probably be a tight end. I could see them being the team that takes, you know, Darnell Washington or, uh, you know, Michael Mayer or somebody like that. Cause they have two firsts. So I think they have two firsts, right? If you have two firsts and why not just waste one on a tight end? Yeah. Uh, so I could see them. I could see them taking a pass catching option in the first round, um, which is going to hurt his value a little bit more, but the wide receiver two at best in a, an offense that's going to try to run the ball a little bit more is not a stable proposition for fantasy purposes. So wide receiver keep trade cut wide receiver 18 is way too rich. If you can get that value for him, I'm doing it all day. But again, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he will be a starting like back end starting caliber player for, you know, your flex options, but uh, his value is just too high right now. Um, I don't have that much of an argument, but I do think, I do think there's a, actually a decent chance that he's pretty good this year. Like, I don't, I don't know what I want to call decent chance. Like if we're looking at his range of outcomes is kind of a bell curve. I think the majority, you know, the, the, the fat end of the bell curve is around 900 yards and three or four touchdowns. Like, I think that's a, not a unlikely finish for him this year, you know? So, and the top end of the bell curve, but I, I get that the wide receiver 18 is a little rich. Who, who are the guys you have pulled up? Who are the guys like right behind him are, um, in keep trade cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Watson at 19, uh, which is also too high. I think, um, Stefan Diggs at 15, Cooper cup, 16, Devonte Adams, 17, Williams, 18, Watson, 19, uh, DJ Moore 20, Debo Samuel, 21, Jerry Judy, 22. Interesting. Yeah. I'd probably rather have some of those guys over him. Although I think that there's, probably risk with all of those players and some, you know, the, the, the couple of guys ahead of him are kind of aging out a little bit and the guys behind him, Judy hasn't stayed fully healthy. Is, is Russ dead or is he not dead? Or Watson is basically the same player he is. And he might be attached to Jordan love for the foreseeable future. 18 seems rich and then you talk about the players around him and you're like, okay, maybe that's a fair pool of players, but it still is pretty expensive for him. Like, I don't know if I would ever take him in a startup today, but if I have Jamison Williams, I actually don't think I'm selling him. I think I'm just sitting here holding him. Like I, in one league I traded in, in the league where my NFL team was terrible and I was kind of making a, a CFF push last year. I traded Alvin Kamara for Jamison Williams and Jordan Hudson knowing that Jamison wasn't going to do anything yeah. and I mean, Hudson, I, I wasn't expecting mega production. And I'm still really happy with that outcome. And I'm going to hold Jamison and see if something will happen positive for him this year. I, I, I don't know that you can really, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's an odd area of rankings for, for not only him. It is. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I fully acknowledge that I think he's going to be, uh, 
a solid fantasy piece. Like I think he'll be okay. Um, the players that I have ranked around him, um, I have Calvin Ridley right behind him at 38. I have Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Keenan Allen just ahead of him. Um, although maybe I'll move Keenan Allen down behind those guys because he's like 31, I think, now at this point. So he's probably toward the end of his career. But, um, you know, Cortland Sutton I have right behind him. So uh, I feel like that's more the range that I would be willing to take him in. I think he's going to be a very good NFL player and just fine for fantasy purposes. Um, but all right, my my last sell here that I have is, is Austin Eckler. Uh, I, you know, I, I think Joe Mixon could be a sell as well. I've debated putting him here, but I went with Eckler. His keep trade cut is RB10. He's my RB18. I mean, we, we just saw a phenomenal year from him, and he's put up two really nice years in a row. But he's reportedly seeking a trade. Uh, the Chargers gave him permission to do that. So we don't know if he's going to be on the Chargers next year. I think if he goes anywhere else, his value probably takes a little bit of a hit. And I also think he has one, maybe two years left. So if you can get top 10 RB value for him, I think I would do it at this point. If I'm a contender, if I just won the league last year and I still have Eckler, I'm probably waiting it out. But unless in any other scenario, I'm looking to move Eckler at this point. I just think he is... I would rather get out a year too early, and I think this is the year to get out. The problem is, what are you buying him, or what are you selling him for? I think it depends on your team situation, but assuming I'm rebuilding, I'll take a mid-rookie first this year, late-rookie first this year, like the, let's call it the 107. Um, I'd probably move him for that, 107, 108. Um, if you're talking in terms of players, give me Marquise Brown and maybe a maybe like a Khalil Herbert type of a running back that I think could have some sort of a value there for you. You think you're going to get that for him? Uh, I mean, Marquise Brown is wide receiver 32. I think you could trade the RB10 for a wide receiver 32 plus. I think it's going to depend on your league. It's so interesting because some of those running backs, yeah, one, even if they're ranked, you know, whatever rankings highly, once you hit a certain age, they're just, they're toxic. You just can't deal them for legitimate assets. It is tough uh, until you get like in the middle of the season. Like that's obviously the best time to sell them. But I, I still, I don't know where Austin Eckler is going to end up. He very, he could get traded. He, maybe he ends up, I don't know. I don't really have any great spots off the top of my head here, but I I think there's a good chance that his best case scenario is staying in LA. I, I, I was gonna say his best his best landing spot. He's already in it, right? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know that we're gonna find a better landing spot for him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, we don't know if he's even gonna end up being there. We'll see. But that's all I have. Uh, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, be sure to, uh, pre-order our Debbie guide that is going to be released on or about March or May 1st. So that's coming soon. It's coming up, putting some finishing touches on that. 
pre-orders are available now. Um, and stay locked into the Campus to Canton podcast feed here. We got something coming every day of the week for you. Uh, but until next time, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And have a good one.